Greetings, podcast listeners, and welcome to My Shot of Life podcast with your co-hosts, Stephen and Victor. On this week's episode, we will be discussing Big Brother and the idea about being watched, listened to, and tracked in some manner almost all the time in today's society. This week, we're sipping on Buffalo Trace, which is some Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey straight out of Tennessee. Is that right? Is it Tennessee? It, it was purchased in Tennessee. <laughs> it was purchased in Tennessee. It is out of Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. You said it's, that. It's Kentucky straight well, bourbon I thought, whiskey. It could have been Kentucky. It could have been, you know, they, they brewed it the same way Wrong. they do it in Kentucky. Wrong. It's from Buffalo Trace Distillery. <sighs> well, anyways, the Buffalo Kentucky. Trace Distillery in Kentucky. Who knew that existed? <laughs> Literally we'll be, everyone. And today during our toilet talk, we'll be talking about electronics in the bathroom. Helping us with our discussion today, a good friend, Justin Greger. How's it going, Justin? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. Thanks for joining us over our beverage of the week. So we'll be having our review session of the whiskey at the end of the episode. So guys, glasses up. Cheers. 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 Get a little bit of this in. It's meaty. Mm. Very meaty. All right. So, Big Brother. Let's kick this bad boy off. So, I've got a big brother. <laughs> I am a big brother. I'm also a big brother. So, does that mean... We're big, we're big brother. I feel like we've got this covered. Should we even talk about where the term came from? Because we know that it originated in the 1984 novel. Or... The novel in 1984. I guess the application of the word. I don't know if it necessarily originated, but that specific application of Big Brother. I guess when you think of someone looking over you, you would think of a Big Brother taking care of you, or at least like watching, watching out for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's where the concept came from. We've we've become to know the the term Big Brother as some as some sort of spying or privacy infiltration, right? Uh, and then now with, I mean, this isn't anything new, but we, we've we known since 2013, I guess, whenever Snowden came out. Was that 2013 when Edward, Edward Snowden? Then. Something like that, right? And he came out and said that the government had the ability to spy on everyone in the United States. So that's not a surprise, I guess. I don't, I don't understand, I guess, why people were so shocked by this. <laughs> and I think that the biggest thing now with the whole Nunes memo release, which is the most recent instance. Of That's the FBI that, release during the, yeah, so the election Trump. process, or they what is that? Trump illegally during the election. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, right. Which was part of the Russia investigation, whatever they wanted to claim it as. But uh, the big hit was Samsung most recently. And Stephen, I know you pulled up a long time ago on Reddit oh, because yeah. a couple of years ago when when I moved into my house, uh, I purchased a smart television and I wanted the best picture on the mm. market, which was Samsung at Samsung. the time. And, and they're still putting out good product. So, uh, you know, you pulled up some sort of article on Reddit that was discussing that very thing. That I, I think it came, well, I think it was leaked to WikiLeaks. And I want to say it was about a year or so ago when they were, it was some FBI or CIA memo saying that it was that smart TVs had the ability to pick up 
some of the um, conversation or some of the audio that was around them, and it was it was more or less like how an how an Alexa could pick up uh, a command and then record it, but then also Alexa can pick up other audio sound bites or something like that. Yeah, when you're even if you're not even even if you're not at, talking to it, right? Right. But we we know that TVs have that the ability to do that as well. And now people are freaked out by it, and I'm sitting here like. You really didn't even you're think about that. Yeah, I think. And so, is it is it one of those things where we've given away that privilege of privacy, or I, I mean, even to sacrifice a little bit of security, or not even security, but uh, convenience, right? So we we have <laughs> these smartphones that we carry around all day. We have access to the internet twenty four seven, and whenever we want to use our data to look up Facebook, social media. My shot of life. My shot of life. <laughs> but yeah, so is that is it us giving up that that sort of you know privacy or that personal right, or is it the is it the government or corporations taking that too far? I definitely say it's probably more the corporations, I right? Mean, I you know you can look up something one time and then you go on Facebook or you're like scrolling through Google and it's like hey. Here's that thing you looked at. There's those oh targeted, my God. targeted ads. That, that's the thing I, I hate the most. You go on a that, like, com- completely yeah. random website, and then you have the the thing on the side that says, oh, you looked at a pair of shoes you know, six hours ago. The, I was, the same uh, pair. So I looked up just recently. Uh, Steven is in the process of moving out of the house, and uh, I was asking him where, in the podcast. where he was <laughs> not <laughs> true, where he was moving to, and he told me the location, and so I typed it in my computer and i looked at the place and i was like man this is a pretty nice place next day i'm checking my email what pops up on the side advertising for apartments in x location that's weird man i'm surprised they don't know that you own a home i know right you think they'd do their their do the research you know i mean maybe i want an apartment for my my side hoe (laughs) (laughs) yeah the side hoe I don't have any. For Jackson, you can put Jackson in the park. The only hose I have are Swiss cake rolls. Ho hoes. Oh, nice, nice. Okay. Do they still make this? Uh, what is uh, Twinkies? Hostess. Hostess is still around. No, I thought they were out of business. No, they got purchased and they still. Okay, okay, them. but they're not Hostess. Is not the corporation that it's, makes the. I think it's still Hostess. Is it still owned Hostess? by someone else? But it's, it's still, got so it's yeah. a subsidiary. I'm not gonna lose that brand name. Nah. Okay. Yeah, you can't make the Twinkies. I heard Twinkies last for twenty years. Mm. Anyways, we're getting way off subject here. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I mean we were talking about it's not even at the corporate level. I think at this point because the government is going to these corporations, as we've seen with phone companies, they, they're asking for these phone records and things. Um, it's on the government end, but I think some of the things we want to hit on today are you know being that we all know this kind of goes on and and we may not know the full extent but to what extent we do understand that big brother is um watching what you know i guess what is your opinion on that do you feel safer do you feel creeped out a combination of both do you think it's for the greater good as they may say um what's what's the opinion at least from a governmental perspective well i did listen to a few different arguments the other day and I felt like when we were talking about this podcast, or at least we talked about the discussion uh, to bring it on the podcast, I wanted to do a little bit of research and listen to some people talk about it. And there was a guy who would used to 
It was not, he wasn't a defect FBI agent, but he used to work in the FBI, and then he also worked in some other other point of government, and he was talking about how he thought it was a intrusive, at least in, in, from the NSA's perspective, he thought it was intrusive into the to personal lives. Um, and then you had another FBI agent who was who was in the current field at the moment, talking about how he thought it was very beneficial for them to help track down potential terrorists. I mean, and the, sorry, it, it can be both. It can be both, but we, I don't, I feel like we don't have any evidence that it has been successful at this time. Not that we know of. Exactly, that, that we know of. We don't have any red, like any data available that will say that, oh, well, since the Patriot Act or since the NSA has been formed, we've been able to stop 10 terrorist attacks or, you know, five or what, no matter what it is. And I think if we had that data out there, it would kind of help sway the public mm-hmm. opinion a little bit. But right now, it looks like it's heavily weight weighted on one side, saying that it, it seems very intrusive for no reason. There's no benefit from it. I personally don't like the the fact that companies or even our governments have the ability to spy on us. But we've gotten so far in the technology route. It's I mean we're we're I think we're personally sacrificing all this stuff. Do you get the feeling that it's at a certain point it becomes the consumer's or the individual's fault? I mean, you're so connected in every aspect of your life. Every second you you have your phone on you, you know, you the newest meme out there is the FBI guy where, you know, every night I kiss my front-facing camera and say, good night, <laughs> Mr. FBI man, you know. Is that's that really? Kinda, is that yeah, really? I haven't new, seen that. New meme out there. That's for the all hot you. one. Oh, yeah. I thought the hot one was the yeah. kid from the Super Bowl. <laughs> who, who <is> <laughs> Who's Conor McGregor? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, at what point do you think, you know, we're kind of bringing this on ourselves? I, personally, I think we have. I don't think it's right that despite us having phones all the time and being able to access things all the uh, internet and other applications 24-7 gives them the right to have the ex- uh, to the information but I do think that us doing that has opened the opportunity for for them to get the information and so that's kind of we're part of the blame for that does that make any sense? yeah I think we're yeah it's pretty much what, what do you think? I think it's kind of like a one way street once people start like everybody wants the new tech yeah, the new tech comes with that. I guess you could. I guess you could say that the new tech comes with that baggage. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, look at this like new camera. It detects yeah. like the iPhone. The iPhone X. iPhone detects your face. Yeah. And people are always like, oh, it's cool. Like it does this cool little gimmicky thing or Snapchat. Yeah. Oh, it has these cool filters, but people are like, yeah, the government's just building a database of everybody's yeah, face exactly. and facial recognition. So, what do you systems. think about the facial recognition? Do you think it's pretty creepy? I guess I don't know. Does it matter I, I don't anymore? Think it matters anymore. It probably, probably doesn't. Ma- like you can Google, you can just Google somebody's name, and it's going to be like their Facebook profile picture pops yeah. up as image number one. And that's information that we've just given, yeah, just you give know, the away. public for free. I mean, there there are a couple things that, from watching you know spy movies or whatever growing up, you look at the technology that they were using, and we're getting to the point where we're utilizing certain technologies. You know, you try to get into a locked room or a safe and you scan your fingerprint or you scan your retina and we're getting to the point now where like 
we're starting with facial recognition mm -hmm. and you just do that to get into your phone now yeah and now we're getting to the point where everyday technology is utilizing these you know spy movie effects i wonder if that's part to blame you watch all the spy movies and you want to be cool and you're like oh i want to have this phone because i want to do what they did in the movie i can just log into my phone using my face and what's interesting about that is a lot of this stuff is designed to be foolproof um the safest or best way to secure something is with a unique identifier, either your retina or your fingerprint, um, which is, you know, extremely difficult to mimic in any way. That's why we have criminal databases set up with fingerprints. I, well, ideally, it, it would be extremely difficult to do a retina scan, but I've seen videos on YouTube where it's it's been easy for a sibling or a relative to log into someone else's phone. So, so if we're moving in that direction, like at what point is it? I mean, they're just going to have everything. Whoever's out there collecting. Well, all how much of this farther data, can you get? You know, it's that's that's. So how far can you get after that? That's the future, you know. But what else could it be? You have your fingerprint. Your fingerprint at birth is supposed to be, or has been thought to be, unique to any other individual in the world, right? Or at a very very small percentage that you could m match up with some other person. So we've already given them that information, and I feel comfortable. I won't say feel comfortable. I use the fingerprint recognition all the time. I'm fine with it now, but then I personally don't like the facial recognition. But it, which one weighs more? You know, does it even matter if I've already given them my fingerprint? They already know who I am instead of my facial recognition. It's just another layer. That's something that's been weighing on me, but uh, I don't think it matters. What about? They already have enough information on us. Uh, how do you guys feel about you know not just the visuals, but more of like you know picking up audio conversations like we discussed with the Samsung smart TV or any smart TV specifically, um, and then also you have your phone on you constantly, GPS pinging and location services. They're not necessarily always turned on, but uh, I mean I know from listening to other crime pod like true crime podcasts that if the phone is on at any time, it can be pinged um, in order to, to locate it, which is why some people say, you know, normal citizens, not drug dealers, normal citizens <laughs> should buy burner phones. Um, so with they can't triangulate your... Yeah, and then you can turn it on, you can keep charged, turn it on, and put it in, like, your glove box or something, hidden away in your car. So if your car's ever oh. stolen, you know, you have however many hours that battery lasts to be able to ping that cell phone to find your car. So how do you feel about audio recordings, whether it be your phone calls or everyday conversations, and then also the GPS aspect of it being able to be located anywhere? Julia? Yeah. Um, when you mention it like that, it sounds like a good thing. And I'm assuming that's how people would market it. Like, oh, yeah, just leave your phone in the car so we can always know where you are. But then... That's what they want you, that's to, what they want you <laughs> to do. Yeah, that's what they want you to do. I, I guess it's a good thing until it ends up being a bad thing, until you end up doing something that you don't mean to do or something, and you're, like, convicted because of your cell phone in your glove box. Right. Or someone gets access to that. I think, I think with the phone, it's kind of an obvious thing. It's already transmitting data whenever you're making a phone call. You have to know. You have to know. Um, I mean, it's hard to draw a line saying that it's fair, but 
I think it's one of those you're trailing on the the line of how obvious it is when I you're think having. It would be more fair because a lot of the applications that you do run on your phone have location services that you can turn on or off depending on the use of the application and so a lot of the times i select you know i'll go in and adjust it to say if the app is running sure use my location services and some of them you have to if i'm trying to stream a game you know it's going to black me out because it's going to know where i'm at but uh sometimes i mean they're just running in the background and that's it I mean, there's there are apps that you don't even give them the authorization to do that, but then I think they still do it anyways. Yeah, and may, maybe that's and in the terms of service agreement. I don't know, um, but I don't think it that. is. I think that's just them gathering data. I will say the benefit of gathering data. We've seen things. Uh, we just up, upgraded our SoundCloud account, and we can see any. We can see. Any like any area in the United States or in the world who who's listened to our podcast, and we can see which town they're listening to or listening from, and that's I mean that's really cool information for us to know that there's people in Florida listening to this podcast, there's people in Virginia listening to this podcast, but it doesn't necessarily benefit us in any way. You know, it, we could maybe market it that market that a little bit better someday. Maybe someday yeah, sure, we'll maybe. But it's it's a little bit weird that like whoever's listening to this right now could be like, "Wow, I'm in Virginia, and you know that I'm they in know. Virginia." Like, hey, David, in Virginia. <laughs> yeah, now that'd be it's really. Also, <laughs> like, I mean, it's not real time with us because we're not constantly on SoundCloud looking at who's. Well, listening I know, but right when we now, go in there and look at it, we see that. Yeah. I mean, I saw today we had four, we had four listeners in in uh, Japan, and we have four in Italy. It's my fam, bro. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Victor is very Italian. It's kind of true. Someone would say the Italian stallion. One. The one Italian stallion. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess moving along the well, scale. Well, I want to add something to this, right? Okay. So, and I don't mean to cut you off or anything. I just mean to, to add another layer is that, so we have the phones. Say that you don't even you don't even adopt the phone plan. You're like, I'm going to go landline i'm gonna live my life without a cell phone but you have so many people in the world who have cell phones i mean name one person that you know that doesn't have a cell phone right everyone has one my great aunt name two people you don't know (laughs) (laughs) her mom (laughs) so um yeah name i'm sure there's no one in your family or my family i can't think of anyone off the top of my hand my grandpa maybe doesn't have a cell phone but ideally anyone our age or our parents probably have a cell phone so even when you're going out in public despite not having this device you're susceptible to uh the consequences of having the device right so you don't have it but the audio can still pick up activity that you're doing or the camera or whatever it is from someone someone else's else's. phone right Mm -hmm. yeah so i think that's that's a good segue into other uh, another aspect here that we were going to highlight was the idea of this YouTube culture that's out there these days with the constant vlogging and vlog channels. So these people are out there and they're vlogging their everyday lives because they're YouTube stars or whatever you want to call them. They're dirt bags, a lot of them. And so they're out there (laughs) vlogging, right? And they're recording everything that's going on in their daily life. That includes not just them, it's everyone around them. Yeah. So they're not getting, you know, people's approvals 
who are around them having their everyday lives, you know, living them out, that they're going to be on camera. They could potentially be recorded at any time by these people walking around recording their lives. And so one aspect of that is, you know, what point can you draw the line where it's, you know, is that fair that you're out there potentially being recorded by these people and not aware of it? And then the other aspect of that is these people, these YouTube vloggers are most likely making money on their vlogs that they're posting on the internet and that people are watching. So are you not entitled to some sort of compensation for your feature, whether it be two seconds or 20 seconds of you, you know? And you're considering the people who are just walking in the background of the video? Yeah, they're living there. They're completely unaware that they're being recorded most likely. Mm -hmm. How mm -hmm. is that? How is that fair? Uh, I mean, I guess it's not. I mean, I think the biggest reason that, I mean, that's, that's this deep end conspiracy here, but <laughs> yeah. the biggest reason that, you know, there aren't any rules around this is that the government doesn't mind it because it's just another way that they can have an arm out there. These people are recording sure. all of this video and putting out in public space. So now it's accessible by anyone, including the government. But you could... If you're having someone on your show, you have to have a, they have to sign a waiver or a disclosure or agreement yeah. or something like that, right? That is that only if you're directly asking them questions? So like if you're filming something and then someone's committing murder in the background, you don't have to have a disclosure agreement with that person. The person committing murder? Yeah. Not that they would come around and say, hey, can I, you mind if I sign this paper so I don't have to be on the camera? Well, that's what I'm getting at. Is like, there's no the there's camera. no rules around this. There's a th out there gallivanting, recording everything, and you could be out there, you know, like yeah. I don't know, Steve. staring at yeah. kids in a park, Steve. What? What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My son does not go to the park. Ah, there you go. Good cover. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like you know, you may be seen in a light that you don't want to be seen in because yeah. you're being recorded without your knowledge sit on that i don't know what to say other than do you think it's fair that's the one question is it Justin? fair i i mean i guess you could say it's maybe not fair but you'd also have to think about like the practicality of if you're downtown and you're vlogging and you're outside of like a bar and literally 40 people walk out of it you have to track down 40 people and get them to sign off on something when you're just taking a Just selfie vlogging. video yeah, for so that, 20 seconds. I mean, you've brought up the other side of it is, you know, regardless of whether or not it's fair on the party unknowingly being recorded, you know, who are those people to say that, hey, you're not allowed to but vlog? I, I think it kind of actually comes down to, like, um, something with, like, public space. I think there is um. I know from photography, like, in a photography class, they'd be like, oh, if you're in a public space, it's like you're in public domain. So I can take a photo of you, and you can't be upset. So you're if saying I by being photo. out in public, you're already giving, you're waiving I, your I right think to. That's I could. Be I mean, the people are there on their own accord. Well, if we're talking They're about this, certain cities have CCTVs, mm. right? And so could you could be right. walking around town, and you could knock over a trash can or 
throw it on the, you know, break it or whatever you want to do to it. Tree and then yeah. the city knows about it. Yeah, and so they have a CCTV in the in the downtown district or even you know however far they want to go with it, and they catch you on that TV because you're in city limits and you did something inappropriate. I, I mean, is, that, is I guess that would possibly that would most people would say that's the benefit of it. Yeah, that's the benefit no. is to keep it safe, right? Or to keep it safe and to keep it orderly in a way. So you can punish those people who are being unorderly. Being bad. Being, being bad. Bad. Bad, bad boys for life. Bad boys. <laughs> bad boys. <laughs> just doing hood rat stuff with their friends. Yeah, that's all they're doing, man. Sometimes you just got to do that, though. I guess, again, is that fair? Well, I mean, it's being established and paid for by government funds. It's not like, I mean, I guess you could say my tax dollars are going to CCTV uh, do you think that if if that's the case, right? If we're paying for the CCTV stuff, and we know that crimes are being stopped because of it, can we? Should they be required to give us an, a, a report saying that? Well, I mean, the use of the CCTV has shut down criminal activity uh, by twenty percent. That, you know? that would be great. Let's make I'm, it happen. Do you think they should market it like that and nothing? Yeah, right? Like, then people be like, hey, oh, so yeah, no, this is a great idea. We know you're not excited about being recorded all the time, but... It works. We stopped 12 you know people from guy? being murdered. Yeah, yeah, remember right. that creepy guy? <laughs> we got him. <laughs> I mean, that would be very interesting, and I think if they did market it that way, people would be very, more, or very accepting of it. But I wonder if they don't market it so it stays... Because you don't hear about it. Most people, you don't hear about it so out of peop- sight, out of mind. Okay. You don't think that they're always watching you. They're like, hey, just a reminder, we're always watching you. We always catch you. <laughs> people might not be stoked on that. Well, even, I mean, so if you think of, if you think about, we'll use red lights, red light uh, cameras. Yeah. For As an example, it's not quite the Big Brother um, equivalent to what we're talking about. But if you run a red light, what, what, is the, what are the odds that if you know that a camera is there going to catch you? And it's going to catch you if you run a red light. That you're going to run that red light. Is it still going to be the same, or are you going to is it going to decrease? Uh, living in the area that we live in, so Stephen and I, depending on the route you take home from from the office every Saunders. day, there are potentially two intersections uh, in our short, like three and point two mile yeah. commute from the office with cameras. Um, so. Knowing that, and then knowing that I have made this trip hundreds of times, I drive the same as I would anywhere else. And I've actually had it early in the morning. I was actually driving out to a client, and uh, you come out from, like, under an overpass, and then the light is, like, right there, and it, it had turned yellow while I was under the overpass. And so I slam on my brakes, and I stop, like, halfway through the intersection. And I see the light flash Ooh. for the red camera, just take, taking it. a picture of me stopped in the intersection, and I put it in reverse because it was you know 5 a.m. No one's on the mm-hmm. road, and uh, I reverse back, and I did not get a ticket. Oh, oh nice. Th- th- nice! That is the nice thing about those cameras that. is that they are smart enough and intelligent well, it wasn't enough. Your phone. Oh. Oh. I think they were watching be- your phone, and they knew you backed up. Maybe I, I think it's they because like once you GPS. once hey. you take off, they take the picture expecting you to cross the yeah. line fully so maybe you can get a picture of my license exactly plate. <laughs> i think that's what happens they didn't get your license plate and they're saying well it looks like the guy kind of yeah. backed up there's a small spiteful part of my soul that's really stoked when somebody 
goes through and gets that flash. I'm like, you <laughs> jerk. I saw you go through that. You deserved that. it. <laughs> I was behind you. I stopped. It I happens saw that all the time because the one closest to our house is actually, um, it's focused. I mean, it gets all four lanes or whatever are there, but the f- right far right lane is a s- going straight. The far right? Far or the alt right? The alt right. The alt right turn lane. <laughs> you can make a right hand turn or continue far straight. Right. <laughs> And so when people make a right-hand turn, it's it thinks people are going through the intersection, and so it flashes and takes. Yeah, a but picture. I wonder but if they don't get it. Yeah, yeah no, because yeah. I've done it before, and I mean, know, there's a there's a traffic light right where I work, literally on the corner, and every day, I probably every day, every other day, somebody gets it. Either when I'm going <laughs> to work, going to lunch, or coming from going home. And they probably know like, uh, at that light is is, is a. Uh, but it's it's a very big problem in Raleigh. Yeah. People uh, running reds. Yeah. yeah, I would say that's. I mean, we all agreed. It's it's kind of a regardless of whether or not it makes you drive any differently. Because I'm, I mean, I consider myself moderately conservative driver, for the most part. Um, does it make you drive any differently? And then we can agree that it's it's a benefit. Well, I wonder. Yeah. You say you don't drive any differently, but you you haven't. Have you ever gotten a ticket? I have from one. You have. Oh, and you still oh. Don't. Twice, actually. You've gotten twice, and you still don't drive light. any different. This was back in grad school on mm. on Hillsborough Street. Because I know I got one. Disaster. I got one. Same like, one. A it was year like a week ago. apart. Is that near the sign that I hit? <laughs> <laughs> I got one about a year ago, and it was like I kind of knew it. Like I had my dog in my back seat, and mm. we just got her back from the vet, and I was like, I could either slam on my brakes and make this, <laughs> and she's like half asleep and is gonna slam in my yeah. back seat. I was like. I was like, I'll just go through. And I didn't see it. And then what? It's like, also, it's so long later. It, takes it was like, like two, three, three months. Yeah. And th- I mean, I guess you and could you... say I see it more. I was like, oh, I'll stop. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll think yeah. about that maybe one out of three times. Mine were unavoidable. At the time, I still had my PA plates. And so the tickets were being sent to my parents' house. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. What's the ticket on that? Is it 50 bucks? It wasn't bad. Yeah, Cause they can't. 50 bucks. Because they can't tell if it's you, cop. right? Yeah. 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 I've, something like that. 35 i think well, i mean mine mine were like three yeah. or four years there's, there's no point in your license right for it. right i've i've disputed them in um for like toll and there's like a toll tunnel i think going to norfolk and i was living in north carolina at the time or currently still living in north carolina <laughs> was going to a show in norfolk came back through the tunnel so there should have been two i should got charged twice and they sent the bill to my house and there was there's five I was like, okay. So I called him. I was like, I live in North Carolina. There has to be an even amount of bills. Yeah. Because I have to go both ways. <laughs> go back to and Norfolk and They're like, oh, oh, let me look that up. And they're like, oh, yeah, those aren't North Carolina plates for the last three. I was like, what? Like, how does that happen? Well, how sense? did that happen? So, the same car? Same car. Same uh, car, same address. I don't know. It was weird. like all right, one right after each other. Big Brother's watching. Big Brother doesn't. And Big Brother's still up. learning. Yeah, they're still <laughs> learning. Still <laughs> guessing to get that shit together. Not quite to 1984 level. Right. 20 years later. So if we're comparing, if we're comparing 1984 to, I guess where we're at today, right? 1984. I want to say they had like flat screen TVs that had cameras, right? Big Brother was always watching. Oh, he was always watching. But well, there had to be. I thought you were talking about the year for a minute. I don't don't know where my head's at. I don't know when the book. Well, the book was made in the 50s or something, right? Uh, maybe the 40s. We have computers. Computerize it. But anyways, so I'm going to Google 1984, and tomorrow I'm going to get an ad 
for 1984. Do you want to buy this book about the published in June of 1949? 1949. That's really crazy that he predicted all that. Yeah, because it's. Well, I don't even know if he predicted it. He just kind of. I think at the time he. uh, I guess this is after World War II. He was expecting some sort of totalitarian government regime could possibly happen again in the future. Um, not that we live in one right now, but it's we've kind of sacrificed some of our freedoms for safety. For this safety, well, it's not even it's not really our fault personally. I guess we could technically would we could have been in the streets rioting against the Patriot Act, right? We should have an uprising. Good old fashioned usurping of the government. And if you want to go into the whole conspiracy theory portion of that, I think the Patriot Act was written before nine eleven, but then nine eleven happened, and then. The Patriot Act was uh, it passed Congress probably a month later, or I mean, we m- all know. Later. So they had Patriot Act in place. They wanted to get it in place, right? So yeah, they if that's, staged if that's this the conspiracy theory in inside job nine eleven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Earth is flat. <laughs> everything, everything. Uh, can't think of any other good ones. But it is crazy that that happened so fast, right? So it happened right. Like, uh, 9-11 happened, Patriot Act happened in 2001, right? Some some year or some month in 2001. And so now we have the ability to spy on Americans. Um, so that's, I mean, that's pretty wild. Back to comparing to 1984. It was just over a month from 9-11 to Whoa. Patriot Act. So, and that's if you, super fast. Exactly. Like something like that. But like, like I said, I think they've already, I think they already had the whole policy written before 9-11 happened and then they were just it streamlined it was so much easier to pass it after everyone was scared of terrorist attacks who wouldn't want to be who wouldn't want to give up their personal privacy to ensure that no terrorist would attack again well i mean it happened again yeah that's i i would say yes i would take that trade i would if it never happened ever again but it it doesn't quite work it doesn't work that way getting back to the book in the book, they were watched most of the time, right? Because they had to have some sort of opportunity to talk about Big Brother outside of Big Brother itself. But I think when they did that, they are mostly in a weird area. Like, they're in the woods or something. Yeah. So, I but, think they're, but they're still not being always watching. If they're in the city limits or if they're around the town or whatever. But you can still get away from it, you know, in the wilderness, like you're saying. When you think of Big Brother in our world, nobody thinks of anything... There's nothing super bad. I mean, you're getting an ad for an apartment complex that you just looked at one time, but you're not getting crucified like in that book. Do you think it would ever get to that point, or how would you see it getting to that point? Do you think anybody would step up? Do you think the people would step up to stop it well, getting to that point? Well, here's the thing. I I think that we would be screwed before we even get to the mm. opportunity to step up. Like they would have you. They could have got you. They would have you on the hook. Exactly. So. We have at the at this point of our in our lives, the potential to build algorithms around everything and anyone. So I think that any data they can let they that they can collect can build a profile on who you are. Like a precog you, like in yes minority report. Yeah, well maybe maybe not that far, but I think that they can have enough information on you. So once you start building some sort of, uh, say you're a leader of a revolution. Say a law is coming out and you gather hundreds and hundreds of people, thousands of people, to to rally against a law that's trying to be passed. We'll say net neutrality is an example. 
they could shut your ass down so fast. They could call you up and blackmail you and say, listen, you can do what you're doing right now, but then we'll release s- somehow or some way some information about you is being released, and you may not like you may not like what is coming out about you. I've so, never done anything bad. But what you're saying is, so regardless, it, they'll like frame you. For so if, if I were to look at your search history on your laptop yep. from all time, you would not feel uncomfortable about anything that I would see. No. That's, lap- a, that's a lie. This laptop is fairly new, right now. first of all. Any laptop, any cell phone that you've ever had, any text message you've ever sent. Uh, I would say there are some I am not proud of. But any overall, Snapchat. Okay. Any <laughs> Snapchat. Anything. Different go. story. I just don't know how they like store. I don't know how they store any of this data though. There's uh, so much data that we we transmit every single day. It's like that giant warehouse in the middle of the desert or I something like too, that. Dude. Can you imagine I mean, if you just think about like you can get a terabyte SD card as yeah. a consumer. So just think of what the government can have, yeah. like military level, and a terabyte can hold so much data, especially if it's just audio or pictures. You could hold every picture you've ever taken in your entire life, probably. So just think about that. And that's an SD card. Six, how how many people are in America? Do you think that they have some sort of compression system similar to what they did on uh, Silicon Valley? Oh, yeah. I mean, probably. Some super compression that you could have, like you're saying, every every single line of data. It might not be exactly that, but. Right. But every every single line of data you've ever sent in your entire life, they could fit on something so small or something so insignificant it wouldn't overrun any of the servers. Size of your thumbnail. And you have how many people in America? Four. Four people. There's one there's more. Least, there's a three of us. There's, and there's at least possibly three. one more person. Hopefully, one your of our significant is still other, alive. right? Because <laughs> either Stephen's or I's girlfriend is dead in this scenario. A two hundred, uh, two hundred, a two thousand and sixteen census. Pounds. <laughs> 323 million people. You could fit 323 million, even just hard drives, oh my in the middle of the desert. This is like the giga center of like data. I don't know. I, I mean, the server room has to be huge, but I still think there's some sort of compression that has to make it so, so, so small. Under Armour compression shorts. They they use Under Armour. They use Under Armour. What if Under Armour also made compression? (laughs) (laughs) That would be the best marketing turn ever. We need we need to we need to pitch this to Under Armour. They need to start working on compression algorithms. We're gonna pivot real quick. (laughs) We know we're crushing sports, but bring in the tech. (laughs) Bring in the tech. They are actually getting into tech. So I guess this this isn't. I mean, it's kind of Big Brother, but kind of not. I don't know if they have like the rights to the information, but they're making smart fabric now. That can track, you know, you can pick up your health information, the le- like your heart rate. heart rate, and I mean the overall design of the product isn't for sport. It's actually for uh, undercover agents to wear. You know, governments can monitor spies because they're wearing. Oh man, his shirt is absorbing this much perspiration, which means his vitals are elevated. He must be in a sketchy situation. You know, those kind of things. Well, as long as they're not wearing jaw bones or. What is what are the uh, wristbands? Fitbits. Fitbits that are giving away their location. Right. Like some of or the. Apple Watch that's why this is. Have you heard about that? Watch. This is all the clothing. So, some of the um, military personnel were wearing them on on uh, military bases. 
<laughs> and so it was giving away their GPS coordinates. People like hacked into the signal. Yeah. Oh my god. So that's something that came out recently. You would think you couldn't just you can't bring a Fitbit to Iraq. It has to be on the no list. So I know <laughs> right. I know that came out pretty recently, and I think something else that came out pretty recently was the Raleigh Rambler, if I'm not mistaken. The Raleigh Rambler every Sunday morning. Sunday morning, yeah. I think uh, for all you listeners out there, if you do live in the Raleigh area, we are going to start putting out podcasts on Sundays, uh, known as the Raleigh Rambler podcast. Uh, It's also going to have some show notes on the website, myshotoflife.com. Head on over to the page Raleigh Rambler for your weekly dose of events and activities going around uh, in Raleigh. So thanks for our sponsor, Raleigh Rambler. We are our own sponsor. <laughs> before we before we shift off the subject, because I know that you're you're easing into the, the most famous toilet talk. There was something else I wanted to bring up, and it was in-house uh, security systems and Big Brother and how they're connected. Amazon, as you know, is the biggest comp- company in the world right now. I mean, started off as a book company. And then now it's become the biggest retailer in the world. And I saw in the past six or seven months they had sent me an email saying, do you want to buy your in-house Amazon security system? Oh, and, and it looks like I saw something about it. It looks like, like a giant camera in your house. They mount it to your door or something, and people can deliver packages, and well, they can drop it inside your house instead of on your porch. Right. Well, that's Amazon Key. That, okay. That does give them the Amazon ability key. to but unlock key a smart. Amazon Key is kind of a very creepy thing. That's creepy as well. But I'm talking about just this giant camera that you put inside your house. This is like Alexa Plus. I would guess Alexa's so. Mom. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking it's just an addition to the security system, and you can see what's going on in your house. I still think it's weird that that you can see like that you're you're going to be putting this camera in your house and then I'm sure it's going to be accessible through some sort of Amazon app and then they can monitor it through whatever they're doing. There was a guy tonight who we went out and grabbed a beer after work and there was a guy who showed me a camera of his house and his dog was in the in the living room or in their oh, so game room. It's like room. a baby can kind of Kind of. Yeah. And he was able to pull up an app on his phone show me the live feed of the camera and his dog was sitting on the couch awake just hanging out by himself is that not weird it's to you i think it's a little i I don't like it i I think if as far as like all the listening i think the alexa like the smart speaker smart tv i think that's where i probably draw the line yeah i don't like your phone i guess it's really no different but that's right i I guess not like personally i'm the same way though like i i guess you could you could say that the phone is probably giving it away if you have a phone you're probably giving away data and they could probably listen to you at any moment but if you like think about it, if you're talking to somebody on the phone and you just set it down and walk four feet away from that speaker yeah the person how on much, the other line can't hear you yeah, exactly so like, how much can the they pick up can hear you but the alexa thing i mean they can hear you across the room and you're talking into it and i don't it, like and it. it turns on and when you it thinks you said alexa and you said nothing or you were in a conversation with someone it just does the little blue ring and it starts talking to you my, so weird. My phone does that even. It's just like it thinks I say, okay, Google, and I'm like just not talking. Oh, there it goes. There it is. Lit up. I'm five feet away from my phone. <laughs> it's so weird, dun, man. Uh. So I think that gets back to the subject of like, you know, you bring it in on yourself. You, you, you have to understand that these products aren't just 
there for you. They're there to record your behaviors. And it's, it's not necessarily for anything threatening. It's more of an idea of to better understand consumers. But you're subjecting yourself. You know, I have a, a doorbell with a camera in it. So I know that, like, it's, it's for security purposes. It's like, you know, I want to know who's ringing my doorbell or walking in front of my door while I'm not there. You have to understand that it comes with a little bit of negative baggage. You're settling on, we are sacrificing these the convenience for our privacy, or we're sacrificing our privacy, privacy for, for convenience. Yes. I also leave my Alexa unplugged at all times, unless I'm <laughs> using it to listen to music. I can kind Not of agree with that, but I still theorist. think it's I still think it's inappropriate. Your, like aluminum foil hat. I have a lot of aluminum foil. It, I I mean I, I I agree with what you're saying, but I also don't think it's appropriate. I don't think it's fair. So what are you gonna do, Steve? Live in the Stone Ages? Well, I'm not gonna do that, but I just don't know if it's I don't know if it's the right thing to do, dude. You gotta run What's for the government. The last thing before we close out the subject, I want to ask you guys. Do you think that us getting spied on and us transmitting this data constantly is a is more of a benefit than it is a consequence? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Seriously? I'd say Okay. I don't know. I think you just kind of it's like a slippery slope. That's the way I look at it. It's like, yeah, like right now it's not a bad thing. I mean, yeah, like maybe I just randomly googled something and i get ads for like a, a book i looked at but or you're on a watch list yeah, or i'm on the watches for one of the many things <laughs> I Googled. that's like that's when you're talking about that it's like oh yeah i just happened to google some someone shows like, up at your house in a black van how to yeah. get away with murder like, how, wait how do you make a pipe bomb like, i shouldn't have googled <laughs> right that there. i'm yeah, definitely on a watch list <laughs> what can i not bring on this plane yeah <laughs> yeah that's uh that's that's it i think and it's the same thing with like any aspect of life you know if you're obeying the rules if you're living an average normal non-criminal life like what exactly do you have to worry about you know yeah my conversations are being recorded and yeah i might be spied on well this is where i'll, I'll it's not like i'm out there murdering anyone well, we've we've feeling. agreed with a lot of things and this is where i'll draw the line and say that this is where we will not agree because despite me agreeing with the sentiment that if you're not doing anything right, wrong, wrong, <laughs> if you're not doing anything wrong, <laughs> it shouldn't matter. You should still have your right to privacy. I don't want to know. I'm going to be honest. I'm about as weird as it gets. When me and my girlfriend are hanging out, we'll goof around and say goofy, weird shit all the time. Gross. But I don't want some guy in a booth in, in Washington, D.C. and his giant concrete building listening to phone calls or listening to cell phone audio come in and he's Aww. like what are they calling each other this is so weird god they're so strange they're talking I, don't, I don't care who they are but it's still it's none of their business yeah so so do i have to live in the woods to for me and her to goof off without anyone ever listening so to that i mean you also say people are gonna do bad so the unabomber i don't we like me and my girlfriend we watched the tv show manhunt like a couple, like maybe a month ago, it's on Netflix. So we watched, we just like binged it. And yeah, that guy was like, he did horrible things. He mailed bombs to random ish people and yeah. blew them up, blew them. And most of them didn't die. So it's pretty bad. 
and uh, if that exists, if this technology existed now, they would have never found him because he was living in a hut in the middle of the woods. So I guess you could say, like, yeah, it's going to stop people, but if you want to do something horrible, you're still going to be like, oh, I'll just... You'll find a way to do it. I'll just throw my phone away, and I'll just get burner phones, and or I'll just go off the grid completely. Yeah, I mean, he was he was taking the train to places to drop a bomb yeah, or drop the dropping a bomb package off eight and hours away from where he yeah. lived. Like, he was in I can't remember. The was state it Wyoming? Was, but he was Wyoming or somewhere like eight hours east of. Yeah, but LA. he was in. He was completely in the woods and would and then ride the bike to his local town. And <laughs> it's a great show. Moral though. of the story: Don't be the Unabomber. <laughs> Don't be a dick. I mean, well, the thing with him, though, was that, and you could trace this back to the government, too, where he had, and you've seen the show, it's called Manhunt, the Unabomber story. And it's on Netflix if you haven't seen it, guys, who's listening to this podcast, girls who's listening to this podcast. I'll watch it. But he was a genius at 16 years old. He went to Harvard, right? Uh, Stanford? Sure. Yes. Maybe we'll say, uh, I think it's Harvard. I'm going to go Harvard. FBI he went to, guy, what do you say? He went to Harvard at 16, was a genius, like a child prodigy, and he ended up going through some sort of MK Ultra process that the FBI put him through, and it, it messed with his, his head. I mean, it screwed up his head. And eventually he, he felt so insecure because he was, I mean, he was already a 16-year-old being around 18 and 19 and 20-year-olds in his class. And things didn't work out, so he, I guess he graduated, got his degree, left. I don't know what else happened after he got his degree, but then he eventually just left and wrote that paper that, Vic, I'm pretty sure you read, the manifesto. Mm-hmm. So he writes this manifesto talking about how it's currently sitting on my nightstand. But you still but stopped at that red light. <laughs> should have went through it, man. Right? You should just let those red lights in the middle of the night, five o'clock in the morning. He should have just left. Just don't let those bolted. red lights tell you what to do, Vic. No, but Here he he writes this. He writes this manifesto talking about how crazy life is and how we're relying on technology. Was pretty much how it was. This is when this is like in the eighties. This Late is in the eighties, yeah. Early nineties. Uh, I think he actually released the manifesto, manifesto in the nineties, but he had wrote he wrote most of it in the eighties. And had not published it. Industrial or Society and Its Future, published September 19th, 1995. So we encourage that you read this document. We're not saying that to go out there and, and live the way that he lived, but we do say that, at least, I don't want to speak for you, but do you not agree that... It's one of the most fascinating reads that I have ever had because knowing the date of publication and then living in society... 20 plus years yeah. later and seeing like a lot of what he was talking about kind of come to fruition the, as far as the technological advances go and the impact it would have on society i mean the guy was a crazy terrorist he was a bad bad person but he knew what he was talking about right i think he, he the way that he went about his uh, message was not the best way i'm guessing the the reason for his methods was to to garner attention. Now, I feel like we're getting a little bit off, but still, the fact that he saw kind of all this coming, he uh, he tried to prevent, maybe not even prevent it, but just make people aware, you know? Do you want the government to listen to you in the bathroom, though? Taking poop during toilet talk? Possibly. They can listen to you. <laughs> toilet talk alert. 
I believe <laughs> the government probably could listen to you if you're using certain electronics in the bathroom, which just so happens to be our topic of the day for toilet talk. Flush. <laughs> Cue the flush. Today's topic during toilet talk. Electronics in the bathroom. Justin, what do you do in the bathroom? Instagram. Instagram? There's a good solid 90, well, maybe 75% chance if I have ever liked a photo on Instagram. <laughs> it's been while I've been on the toilet. Or That is hilarious. Every time I see it, every time I see a heart generally in the bathroom. on my Instagram and it's from you, I'll know that you're taking a poop. Sometimes I'm just brushing so, my teeth. So, and I'm like, oh, I'll just, you know, just generally passing some time, doing doing a little uh, two activities at once. So like, what's I guess what's well, the I don't normal? brush my teeth and poop at the same time. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but you're, only brushing only your teeth, those, like, but you're brushing your okay. teeth, and, and, and those scrolling are the two on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> clarify, That'd be three, man. You brushing your teeth, pooping, and doing Instagram. So you're pro phone in the bathroom. I mean. Pretty much at any time, you said, you know, regardless but, of activity. But I'm pro phone. Once you start wiping the... goes in the pocket or goes on the counter. Right. And then you it waits. Contam- you not can't contaminate until it. after the hands are washed. You don't want to contaminate it after you very start wiping. Yeah. That's my thought process. Yeah. Are you... Have you ever... You know, as guys, we also have the luxury of standing and peeing. Do you ever just, you know, get the phone out at any point there? Oh, like sit down and pee and then just look on no, your phone? No, when you're standing. standing, phone and standing. Then I don't think I mean, I've you're ever... not dedicating the time to sit down. If I'm sitting oh. down on the toilet, yeah, I'm probably going to pull my phone out. But oh, Absolutely. I'm not, I, the, if you're standing, standing, no. I don't think so. That's um, like guy's perspective. I've been, at work, I've been at work before, and I'll check a email or a text. at the. Sometime, sometimes work can get a little bit busy, and so you don't check your phone while you're working, but then when you go to the bathroom, you're using the bathroom, pull it out. Who texts you? Okay. Because that's your, you know, two minutes that you get every six hours Sometimes check your phone. Sometimes that's the way it is. Is that something you do? Yes. A standing phone check. I'm a standing phone check guy. I'm but it doesn't it have to and from the bathroom. But I think normally I'll put it yeah. up. Yeah. Back in the pocket. Mm. Back in the pocket. Enough time to respond. I know put I've definitely tur- gone to poop and then been like, oh, I don't have my phone. I need to go <laughs> oh, back no. to my desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> this is going to be a long one. I'll do that yeah. sometimes with my laptop, which I will. <laughs> Not at work. Not <laughs> just want to clarify for those who are listening, <laughs> who might be in the same office. No, I, I do not bring my laptop to the bathroom at work. But I don't so, think I've crossed that line. So I do have a squatty potty in my bathroom, we, and we have one. Samantha bought one. So. Really? Well, so although ours, I think I'm a little bit taller than you, so I don't think I need it as much. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Is that our the toilet that I have in my bathroom is shorter? So if I do use it, my my knees are too high up. Your phone and, just falls and so I don't need. Well, I don't. I just don't even need to use the squatty potty, and so I use it as a as a laptop prop. Oh, I've had the problem where I've been on my phone. I'm like, all right, time to wrap it up. Yeah. And I'll put my phone back in my pocket, but my pants are down, right? Yeah. So I put my phone in my pocket, but my pocket's barely there. What do you do? My phone's about to fall out of my pocket. And you've got fecal fingers. So. Yeah, I got those hashtag fecal <laughs> fingers. What do I do? What do it's I do? You shimmy Hashtag it in. Fickle fingers gotta, too. Yeah, I gotta shimmy it in. Yeah, that is that is a dilemma. I feel like most people have faced. But I don't know. Those are the tough topics. I, I mean, I do like using the phone in the bathroom though, because you know what else are you doing in the bathroom? It's, yeah, it's you know can be relaxing as far as it settles you in. To I like to sit down, read a little bit of Reddit, like a couple mm-hmm. funny comments. You mm-hmm. know, I'm 
doing my business. So what's what's your go to app? I know Justin, you said Instagram. Oh, kind of the I like Instagram, or I like when my I have a Android phone, so I have a Google slide tab, and it pays attention to everything I Google and look up on the internet. So, so the government sends me nice news stories about sports teams I like and yeah. YouTube videos I watch, and it's like, hey, we're gonna do you a favor, send you this. Is this Big Brother that you're talking about? Oh, we, we made a mess. Oh, God. <laughs> the monitor went haywire. Our, our monitor has been so. hacked. It's, uh, wow. I don't know what you yeah, said. That's weird. For like those lava. of you, that's weird. Was there like a power surge or something? Big Brother at just, his finest. I'll take this out. Probably from all the stuff that I've been Googling, like the Unabomber <laughs> and. U.S. population. <laughs> Where can we? <laughs> what place is the most populated? <laughs> oh gosh! Come on, Vic. Uh, things I don't Google while I poop. Um, I mean, what, what other so, technology? I, mean, I used to play Nintendo 3DS in the bathroom. So that's been in there. That's been years ago, though. This is a long time ago. Game Boy. You know, when I was younger, Game Boy. I mean, what's was your a big what's thing. your go-to? You know, I mean, right now, I guess for all of us, it's going to be the phone. I mean, is it acceptable in your opinion? Do you text? Do you snap? Do you? Well, all right. So mm. for me, it's whenever I get home. Some I won't say all the time, but a lot of the time, I will go straight to the bathroom because I don't like pooping at work. You know. But it's time. It's paid pooping. <laughs> That's that is true. But I don't like being near anybody in the bathroom when I'm oh, pooping. Yeah. I, I'm kind of. I know that feeling. Me and Vic talked about this where I. I recently had tried using headphones in the bathroom. Like I, he has headphones like that, and then I will go to the bathroom, which I listen to music on the computer. I keep the headphones cool. around me. It blocks off all the sound, and it's easier because I don't have to feel like it. It feels like no one's in the room anxiety. with me. Yeah, <laughs> it is kind of like that. I have performance pooping anxiety. Hashtag poop performance. <laughs> I mean, this is. Uh, the one question that I want to answer here regarding technology in the bathroom being that we work in a public space and we have a shared communal bathroom with you know people from our office and then also people from other offices you ever been in the bathroom or any public bathroom where someone takes a phone call while they're taking uh, a poop yes poop I don't, I one don't think so. would you ever do that my answer is no no poop. no yeah I'm in the zone when I'm trying to poop. Yeah. But, I mean, is that disturbing to you? Are you creeped out a little bit? I don't. don't oh, sorry, go ahead. I just don't think I like to hear other people talking in the bathroom. I think yep. it's a quiet zone in the mm-hmm. world. I would agree. Now, what what is your stance on if someone farts at the urinal? <laughs> Do you <laughs> laugh? <laughs> Do you, <laughs> yeah, you laugh. You uh, I don't know. I think it's a funny thing. <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes it's just farts in the bathroom. Even you if it's hear, in like, the bathroom. Even, even if it's in the bathroom, it's a little still reverb funny. from the <laughs> toilet. Yeah, a nice percussive sound. <laughs> nice. I, I agree with that, though. It's really strange when someone's talking. On it. If it's in a public bathroom, oh, my God. Disgusting. So I think we can go ahead and wrap it up here. Uh, we appreciate you guys out there listening and supporting the podcast in any way you can by giving it a listen or supporting us with bourbon potentially donated oh, bourbon by the way this week's bourbon buffalo trace was sponsored by our good friend Stothy <laughs> one of our good friends and avid podcast listeners was kind enough to pick up a bottle of buffalo trace for us Thank um you. yeah it was with, good 
We appreciate it. Um, And with that, he has also requested that we begin uh, paying closer attention to rating the drinks that we consume on the show. And I know that we uh, had gone to the numbering system for a while. We want to go to the listing system where we kind of list out the, the drinks instead, like a power rankings of whiskeys, if you will. And personally, that's the best thing for me. Um, if we do give this a rating, do you guys have a rating for this whiskey? And this is best out of five, Justin, if you're not aware. I'm aware. I You can use this. I enjoyed too. it very much. Okay. It, it, so it was very potent, but very smooth. It just settled on you so easy. Mm. I didn't I didn't have any yeah. much uh, kickback whenever you swallowed it. I swallowed it. Strong four and a half. Four and a half. I, I like five, that. I don't think I can give anything a five without having it all. Right. So if, you had, if you had it all, then you can start. Maybe a 4.75. Oof. Even Guys, it's the highest score we've had so far. Yeah. Maybe if I had a really bad whiskey before it, it would be a 4.75. Mm. But as God. of now, you have to have having bird, just the bird, bird dog. You can have some of that bird dog. We'll give you a shot before you leave. If I had some of that from hearing that, I probably would give it a six. Buffalo Trace, I'm slotting in at about a 4.1. Man. I don't think I've given number rankings to uh to the, the blanton's original consumed, but single barrel i mean that that bland is so good it's crazy that all right if we were to go by rankings right now and power rankings for me that falls slightly below what i remember the blanton's tasting like but it this buffalo trace and i felt like i tasted a sip one night when i wasn't we weren't doing this podcast and it to me it didn't hit me how I wanted it to. It was an off night. Tonight we're drinking together. We're having a good time. Went down smooth. It was great, man. Yeah. I'm giving it I'm giving it like a four point two, four point two five. It's man, it's if you're in the area and they have some of your local ABC, ABC store or your You'll have wine to ask spirits for it at the counter. They have they have alcohol wine spirits or uh liquor wine spirits. Some places. I don't think in North Carolina. Depending on whatever state you're in if you can get some Buffalo Trace, highly recommend it. So, again, thanks for supporting, guys. Uh, remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you can stay up to date on all of our content. If you feel so inclined, while you're there, please feel free to rate and leave us a review. helps to drive our exposure on iTunes. Don't forget to check out our website, myshotoflife.com, and give us a follow on social media. That's at myshotoflife on both Twitter and Instagram. In addition to iTunes, please check us out on SoundCloud and Stitcher, where we will be posting our episodes each week. Feel free to reach out to us through our various outlets with comments and suggestions on future episode topics, as well as as different drinks to try and rate. And remember, folks, if you're in the Raleigh area, make sure to follow along for our Raleigh Rambler podcast, which drops every Sunday. The podcast and related show notes will be available on the website, myshotoflife.com, and we'll fill you in on all the events going on in the Raleigh area for the upcoming week. We would like to thank our guest this evening, Justin Greger, hey. for coming out. We really appreciate oh, your, guys. Thanks for having me. your opinion on things and uh, providing a, a, a healthy discussion on our subject today. And as we end this podcast... We appreciate you listening, and always remember, guys, drinks are better with friends. <laughs>